Hey everyone, my name is Danielle Perry and I'm the host of Breakthrough Conversations, a podcast where I interview people of all ages and they share a bit of their story about how God has helped them to overcome a difficult challenge or situation in their lives. And if you are back today, you are ready to see part two of episode 12 titled A Muslim Refugee Who Converted to Christianity. And it features my very own sister in love, Dr. Vanessa Perry. So without further ado, y'all, here it is, part two. Enjoy and be blessed. Like, did your experience with PTSD eventually lead you to seeking God? Or was it something else? Talk about that. Yeah. So actually, um, because I was in the military, we have the GI Bill, so we can go to school for free. That mm-hmm. was another one of those boxes right. checked. Mm-hmm. I always saw myself going to getting a degree. Mm-hmm. Um, it was always just something that was a big passion for me. Mm-hmm. So as soon as I got back, I enrolled in a community college and started taking classes. Okay. Um, and one night, I had some friends that lived in Nebraska, in Omaha, Nebraska, and so they were coming into town to visit mm-hmm. and. Um, and so I had kind of planned a little get together. And so I invited a few people to come over and they invited a few people to come over. Mm-hmm. And, um, my husband today mm-hmm. was one of those people mm-hmm. who okay. came over okay. and actually, I, don't think I heard this story. Go ahead. So actually <laughs> I was in college. Um, I was, again, all of my papers were pro Islam. Mm-hmm. I was really trying to. Um, tell people how Iraqi people are not bad, Muslim people are not bad. Gotcha. You know, so yeah. all of my, everything I did, if I had the opportunity, I was really fighting for Islam. Mm-hmm. And um, and so my husband ended up coming that night mm-hmm. with his uh, roommate. Mm-hmm. And because people were in town and visiting, people were just staying at my, at my apartment. Mm-hmm. And um, he ended up, him and I ended up stay, staying up all night talking. I mean, okay. the sun came up. Okay. We just, everybody else was like fall, uh-huh. like fell asleep. Yeah. Um, and so we just sat up and we talked and talked and talked. And ever since that day, we started hanging out every single day. So we were really good friends. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, shortly after we started hanging out, he came over one day and I was super excited about telling him about this paper that I wrote. <laughs> okay. And so I was like, can I read it to you? And he was like, sure, because he didn't mm-hmm. know what it was about. Mm-hmm. And so I read it to him and he was like, um, he's like, well, he's like, if you're going to hang out with me, you're not going to read that stuff to me anymore. He was like, and if you want to continue being friends, he was like, you need to come to church with me. And so I was kind of like, oh man, what am I going to do? Right. So in my little mind, I thought, well, I'll just be a good Muslim girl. Mm -hmm. And if I listen to what he says, he'll see what a good girl I am and he'll want to become Muslim. Right. Mm. So I decided to go to church with him Mm -hmm. and I had no idea what I was getting myself into. (laughs) So the very first church service I went, there was just this undeniable presence of something Mm. that I was not familiar with, but it was very powerful. Wow. And I remember the pastor calling me up to the front Mm -hmm. And speaking a very personal word to me that no one, no human being knew that I was first visit, something that was personally like Mm -hmm. thinking in my mind um, and working through. And when the pastor said that, I wanted to come back. 
So because I'm like, I've never heard. Like, what? Right. So mm-hmm. I came back next Sunday. <laughs> so I remember Adam and I sitting all the way in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, and every week I felt like we moved up a row. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like that week after week. Wow. God just kept showing up. Wow. Um, and our pastor would have other like prophets and other speakers mm-hmm. um, come to the church and speak. And there was always somebody that would like speak prophetically or speak into my life. Um, and then I just remember even like the different messages, different sermons. I remember mm-hmm. one specific um, sermon that was spoken about fear. Um, fear is a sin. And I was like, wait, what? Mm. Um, I had never thought about that, Mm -hmm, you know. mm -hmm. And I remember going to the altar and saying, God, heal me of this. Mm. You know, if you're real, deliver me from this. And I remember going home that night. um, And I remember, and this is what, right when we moved to Texas, like Mm -hmm. shortly after we moved to Texas. So my Mm -hmm. husband's a police officer and he was working nights. Mm -hmm. So that same fear would creep mm, back in because gotcha. I was alone. I was mm-hmm. fine if there was someone else there, mm-hmm. but if I was alone, mm-hmm. the enemy was right there mm-hmm. attacking me. That's right. And I remember after that sermon, I was like, oh, man. Mm. You know, and I remember starting, so I started to speak the word of God mm-hmm. and rebuking the spirit of mm-hmm. fear. Mm-hmm. And I remember it leaving. Wow. And I was like, whoa, wow. is it that easy? Right, you know? right. And Adam wow. was on the night shift and so the next night, it tried to come again, and I just started declaring the word of God, mm-hmm, just rebuking mm-hmm. that fear, telling it to go, you know, um, and it left. Wow. And over time, it, and I remember even with my panic attacks, so after I met Adam, um, after we started going to church and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I had a severe one when he was with me, and I just remember him hugging me mm-hmm. and then declaring the word of God over me and wow. that thing leaving, wow. and then he taught me how to do it. Um, and I was able to completely be wow. set free for that from that as well. But um, hmm. so, yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, God was just moving in such a supernatural way. And my husband was just growing. He'd grown up in the church. But, you know, his most mm-hmm. young adults, they go off to college and right. sometimes kind of mm-hmm. um, step away for a little bit. But he w- became on fire for Christ mm-hmm. during that time. And just seeing how God was moving in his life mm-hmm. and building him up. It's like, mm-hmm. I wanted that too. So yeah. that ignited a fire in me on okay. top of everything else God was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just, I mean, it was one, it was one testimony after another, after another. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just felt like God was just delivering me left and right and healing mm-hmm. me of so many things because at the end of the day, you know, I love my stepdad. He's an amazing man, mm-hmm. but he wasn't my birth father, you know, mm-hmm. and I always had that void. There was this mm-hmm. void of not having a dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just always filled, tried to fill that void with different things, right. you know, and it just never satisfied. Right. Um, and I remember coming to Christ and really feeling God fill mm-hmm. that void. Mm-hmm. And there's just nothing like it. Mm. You know, there is nothing like it. And then just learning, you know, that process of not going to people, but going to him. And when I learned to do that, just, man, I mean, Mm. I could talk on and on and on. But Mm. we'll share a quick test, like one of my, a huge testimony of God's goodness. Mm -hmm. So before we moved to Texas, um, I was pregnant with my firstborn. Mm -hmm. 
and who is 13 today, about to be 14. Looks, um, looks 17. Looks 17. He's like 6'2". <laughs> um, yes. So I was um, driving to work. I was four months pregnant, and I was in a severe car wreck. Like, severe. Okay. My car was totaled, and I was knocked out unconscious. Oh, my God. When I, okay. Yeah. Wow. When I came to, I thought the car was going to blow up. And I was on a main busy road. Mm -hmm, but in mm -hmm. that moment of coming to, I'm like, the car's going to blow up. I opened the door and fell out. Well, it had been snowing. It was in February. It had been snowing, and there was a lot of slush on the roads. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I remember falling out and trying to see, oh, my gosh, did I lose the baby? Is right. the baby okay? But right. the ground was wet. So that put even more panic in me. Mm. Um, and so I just started screaming, like, I'm pregnant. Somebody help me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The ambulance got there pretty fairly quickly. Okay. And I was a rush to the hospital. There was a Starbucks across the street, and a lot of people were at Starbucks, saw the crash, so some people came and ran to me and okay. um, were trying to, like, calm me down, mm -hmm. but I got rushed to the hospital, and the doctors were like, everything is okay with your son. Mm -hmm. Like, he wasn't injured at all. Yeah. I mean, my car was totaled. Wow. Um, it was an F-150 pickup truck that hit me head on. The wow. gentleman fell asleep at the wheel. It was, like, an elderly gentleman, wow. um, and his foot hit the gas. I mean, he came at me. Like high speed, um, so I just I look back at just the goodness of God and yes. how He saved His life, yes. and then we moved to Texas. Mm -hmm. So um, I got saved in 2008. Mm -hmm. We moved to Texas Texas in 2010. Okay. Um, and I well 2000 end of 2009. Okay. Into 2010, mm -hmm. and um, I w I became pregnant. We were trying. Mm -hmm. got Became pregnant. We're super excited. Mm -hmm. um, I was a few days later after we found out. I was in my kitchen and I started having severe pain, mm -hmm. and um, I fell to the floor and I couldn't reach my phone to call nine one one. And my son was like two at the time, and he we had one of those high um, kitchen like bar areas, mm -hmm. and so he couldn't reach it. And mm -hmm. he was two. He didn't know what I was doing. Oh, yeah. So it took me quite a bit of time to finally muster up the strength to get to phone and call. Um, was taken to the, um, to the ambulance, ambulance came and took me and, um, was rushed to the hospital. Mm -hmm. I had internal bleeding. The baby had ruptured. I had mm. the ectopic pregnancy. Mm. Um, and because it was so severe, the doctor came in the next day, um, after I was out of surgery and everything. And mm -hmm. she was like, I'm so sorry to tell you, you'll never have kids again. Mm. So I just remember going home, just moved to Texas. I have mm -hmm. no family here. Right. I mean, my mother-in-law was here, right. but she was very, very busy with her mm -hmm. job. So still, I, you know, she had never lived close to me, so mm -hmm. I didn't know her that well. Mm -hmm. um, so it was just, it felt foreign. None of my friends mm -hmm. were there. You know, my mm -hmm. mom wasn't there. Right. It was a very, very difficult time. Mm -hmm. And I just remember feeling like it was that intersection where... I was truly tested. Am I yeah. going to believe mm -hmm. that there's a God? Mm -hmm. Am I, am I going to believe in the power of Jesus mm -hmm. and his blood and, That's you know, right. all of that? Yeah. Or am I going to let that fear that was just, you know, hovering mm -hmm. right there waiting for me mm -hmm. to fall back into that, into depression? And yeah. I just felt this tug of wanting to mm -hmm. just give up, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, we went, we, so we had just moved here, mm -hmm. and my mother-in-law, she was listening to a pastor on the radio at 4 o'clock every day, mm -hmm. and so we were telling her that we really wanted a, a small church. We didn't want to go to one of the mega churches, mm -hmm. 
And so she was like, well, hey, I listen to this pastor on the radio. You might want to try him out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we went, and um, we went there one time, didn't talk to anybody, just sat in the back service, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of observed service. Well, right that next following few days is when mm-hmm. I had the, the miscarriage. Mm-hmm. And so after I got off the hospital, two weeks later, we went back to the church mm-hmm. and the pastor called us up. He was like, can you guys come up to the front mm-hmm. at the end of service? And he was like, I don't know what's going on. He was like, but your faces have been on my mind all week and I've been praying for you. Mm-hmm. And so we had told him what happened. He was like, no, 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 no. God says you'll have naturally born children. Mm-hmm. And when he said that, I was like, man, I just held on to that. Yes. So I went home and I just kind of started praying declaring that Mm -hmm. and declaring it and I was reading my Bible really Mm -hmm. you know studying it and learning it Mm -hmm. what the scriptures say and um, I remember a few weeks later I had this like weirdest feeling that I was pregnant Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, I went to the store and it was getting some groceries and Mm -hmm. I got like the buy one get one free pregnancy test (laughs) Uh so I went and I was like super excited went to the bathroom took the pregnancy test and was negative Mm. I was like I'm confused. I'm like, I felt like I had this, like, it was almost like my voice speaking to Uh myself, like, take a pregnancy test. Right, right. And so I remember getting upset, and I threw the pregnancy test, and I got on my knees, and I was like, God, I'm confused. Mm -hmm. You know, I just felt like 100% sure. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just felt this, like, almost like this thought, like, take it again. So Mm -hmm. I went in the bathroom, and I took the second one. Mm And I looked down, and those lines were, like, immediately Mm. red. It was, like, two lines that you're pregnant, like, one that you're not. Wow. And uh, I I remember coming out of the room, and I'm just bawling. Bawling. And I'm telling my husband I'm pregnant. Uh And he's looking at me like, he's like, why are you crying? I was like, because I'm pregnant. (laughs) So, um, (laughs) oh, my goodness. So I was pregnant with Caleb, my Mm -hmm. middle one, who's Mm -hmm. 10 now. And I remember the day... And that I had him, my auto broke at 8 o'clock, 8 a.m. Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. And Adam texted the pastor and some of the leadership to ask them to pray for me. Mm-hmm. We went to the hospital. We sent my mother-in-law and my youngest son home because they said she won't have this baby till like 6 o'clock tonight. Okay. So by the time they got the room ready and got me everything, I'm like, I'm calling. And then the doctor, the doctor's like, I'm going to go home. I'll come back in the mm-hmm. afternoon, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, okay. And all of a sudden, I just start to feel pressure. Mm-hmm. And so I called the nurse. I was like, I'm having this baby. Right. She's like, no. <laughs> She's like, no, you'll be fine. I was okay. like, no, 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 no. I'm having this uh-huh. baby. She's like, well, let me just check. Mm-hmm. So she checks, and she's, like, yelling to the other nurse, go get the doctor. Because <laughs> right. the doctor was in the parking lot at this point in her car okay. getting ready to leave. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, mother-in-law and my oldest had already left. Right, right. And so she comes back. And he's born just as service is starting a church and they're praying for me. Wow. I, I had him. Wow. Um, and he has just been the biggest little blessing. <laughs> yes. Um, but then I remember God's word of telling me I would have naturally born children mm-hmm. because when I when I was pregnant, mm-hmm. I, you know, after I got those two solid lines, I went mm-hmm. to the doctor. I kept the same doctor who did my surgery, who told me I'd never have kids okay. since she was an OBGYN and mm-hmm. I didn't know anyone else. I was new to the mm-hmm. area. Mm-hmm. So when I, I went to her to tell her I was pregnant, she was like, you're not, you know, don't get excited. You'll see that, you'll see, t- she's like, come back tomorrow, we'll redo your right. blood work. You'll see that it'll start going down. She's like, because it's not possible. So How I were came you? back. Was, was your faith still high, even even though I she think, said that? I think I was a little bummed, okay. but I, but I... I felt like I was still holding on to God's word Mm -hmm. and his promise. Mm -hmm. And so I came back the next day Mm -hmm. and the numbers had gone up a little bit. 
And she was like, don't get discouraged or don't get excited because it's not possible. You know, I did the surgery, like it's not possible. She's like, let me take you to the ultrasound room just to show you so that I don't want you to give, you know, get your hopes up. Mm-hmm. And uh, cause it's usually, she has like an ultrasound technician that does all that. But she mm-hmm. took me back, she turned on that monitor and she was like, okay. She's like, there must be a God and he really loves you. She's like, wow. because there is a baby in your womb. And she actually, my son was born on her birthday, and that was her day off. She came in and delivered him on her day off. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so (laughs) let's talk about her conversion. (laughs) So, um, yeah, and I even remember when we were rushed, when I was rushed to the hospital, Adam had gotten off work. I I was able to, you know, notify him on my phone. He rushed to the hospital. And so mm-hmm. he, I remember even him asking her, he was like, I need, we need to pray. Mm-hmm. And we all had hands and mm-hmm. he, she allowed it. And, um, you know, so she was through our journey. And then I just remember, so I remember, um, <laughs> Caleb was, oh my gosh, he was so attached to me. Mm-hmm. And, um, I remember he was maybe like six months old and I had just this like weird feeling. And I was like, I feel like I might be pregnant. And Adam was like, you probably are. And I was like, <laughs> don't say that because Caleb was a very needy yeah. baby. He uh-huh. nursed like every two hours, oh, like until he was like nine months old. Ooh. Like he, oh my gosh. <laughs> and so I was like, I don't think I could handle something uh-huh, like that. Uh-huh. Um, sure enough, I went to the store, got a pregnancy test and I was pregnant again. So hence they're nine and 10 years old. They are like back two peas to back. in a pot. <laughs> two peas in a pot. <laughs> Wow. So again, just God mm. just came through. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, so God just has not stopped. He has yeah. not stopped. I feel yeah. like I, I'm trying to catch up to everything he's yeah. doing, you know, That's because, right. That's right. you know, I told you I started using my GI Bill mm-hmm. to go back to school. I start, I got my undergrad in social work. Mm-hmm. And now when I was done with that, I didn't quite feel like that was what I wanted to do. And mm-hmm. so um, part of Having I'm considered seventy percent disabled mm-hmm. um, in the through the VA, mm-hmm. and um, part of having such a high disability rating is that you have some other services that you're able to receive, and one of them is called like a ch- I think it's called the Chapter Thirty One, where you get you can get additional funds to help um, with with more education. Okay. And at that time, my narcolepsy was still really bad, mm-hmm. and um, so I needed a job where I could work part-time, but be able to make enough, um, you know, have a good enough salary to support mm-hmm. my family. Mm-hmm. So then they supported me getting a master's degree. And so I went in and got a master's in mm-hmm. clinical and counseling psychology. I mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. able to get like a double master's in that. Mm-hmm. And then the VA was like, we can't pay for anything else. <laughs> um, but I was just in prayer and I just felt God was saying, you're not done. Mm-hmm. You're not done. I kept seeing doctor behind, you know, in front of my name. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I'm like, but these people are saying that they're not paying they're for not another penny. Right. Um, and it was the, it was, but I prayed and mm-hmm. I prayed and my husband and I fasted and we prayed mm-hmm. and, um, I was supposed to have my, like my exit counseling session with the VA, like with their department, the education department for mm-hmm. them to say, you're not, you know, getting right. anything else. You need right. to go get a job. Uh-huh. And I called, um, my bulk rehab representative mm-hmm. and I said, I said, Hey, um, just giving you a call. And, 
we had talked a couple of days before and he told me, he's like, call me so we can set up your appointment. So I mm-hmm. called him, but, and jokingly, he was like, he was like, please remind me why you're calling me, mm-hmm. you know? And I was like, remember, I was like, you're going to go ahead and figure out how to get my PhD <laughs> taken care of. Right. And he was like, you know what? He's like, I think we need to do that. So he called me in, and we did the paperwork, and he approved for me to get my PhD. Wow. We found the school. It was local. They And I really didn't – I was looking at different degrees after I finished with psychology. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, I loved it, but there was still something that was mm-hmm. – I felt like that was missing mm-hmm. for me. And I came across this amazing program. It had marriage and family therapy, mm-hmm. PhD program that was local. It was, you know, close by. Mm-hmm. And just seemed like an amazing program. So I went and met with them and started. And I was, it was just surreal. Mm. Every day I went to class, I'm like, I can't, that God is so faithful. He's so good. Cause I know a lot of veterans that can't even get past their bachelors. Mm. Um, Well, sure enough, very shortly, Uh I started getting phone calls from all sorts of superiors to my voc rehab counselor saying, we don't know what happened, how this got approved, but right. this cannot, we cannot pay for you to have a PhD okay, program. Okay. You are more than employable with a master's. Right, right. Um, and they tried to take it away. Okay. And I just kept praying. My husband kept praying. Yeah, our yeah. pastors, our church was praying for uh-huh, us. Uh-huh. And they kept like, bound, like delaying it, delaying it, delaying it. Like they kept having different appointments and meetings mm-hmm, and trying mm-hmm. to shut it down. Mm-hmm. And eventually I was so far into the program that I felt like, they, you know, the enemy yeah. couldn't keep, couldn't. you know, couldn't. Yeah. God yeah. just, he just orchestrated that whole thing yeah. so well. Yeah. Um, and so I was able to go through and not have to pay a penny out of pocket. Wow. And that's just the goodness of our God, yeah. you know, and wow. how much he takes care of us, wow. you know, it's, so he has taken care of me. I mean, from the day I gave my life to him, he has surpassed my expectation. Mm-hmm. I mean, where, like you said, your setting is different. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit different for me, too, because I'm yeah. in a brand-new home yeah, that right. God blessed us with that yeah. was something <laughs> I would have never imagined God would have been able to right. bless my family with. That's right. So, but just, I mean, day-to-day, mm-hmm. I mean, it's constant. I mean, mm-hmm. I can go on forever mm-hmm. with all the different ways mm-hmm. he's just blessed me, provided for mm-hmm. me, healed me, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. and the list goes on. Wow, wow, wow. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So how long have you been saved now? How many years? So I got saved in 2008. 2008. So 13 going on 14 Four, years. Going 13 going on 14 years. Mm-hmm. Now, how did you share the news with your family? <laughs> <laughs> and how did they receive it? Well, initially, I hid it from them mm-hmm. um, because I knew it wasn't going to be received well. Mm-hmm. The war in Bosnia, so you have the Serbs against the Bosnians. The Bosnians were Muslim. The Serbs, rec- um, they they connect with like a Roman Orthodox mm-hmm. religion. Mm-hmm. So they still, you know, they look at the cross. They, um, It's very similar to mm-hmm. Christianity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, a lot of resemblance to Catholicism. And so anyways, so growing up, you know, having family members killed and Mm -hmm. murdered and, um, and so many, um, so many women and children that were raped Mm -hmm. and in our community Mm -hmm. and just all of those devastating things that happened, Mm -hmm. the cross became very evil to my family. Mm -hmm. Jesus represented evil. The cross Mm -hmm. represented evil. Um, and so, yeah, initially I had no plans to tell them Mm -hmm. 
And, um, you know, my husband was such an encourager to me, you Mm -hmm. know, just encouraging me and building me up to share with my Mm -hmm. family. And so I remember one day calling my mom and sharing with her. And she got so angry Mm -hmm. and told me that she was never going to talk to me again, that my dad was rolling over in his grave. How dare I spit on, you know, spit on my my dad's mm. grave in her face mm. to to do something so mm. evil and cruel, mm. you know, asking me like, do you not know what the cross did to us and all of those things? And so, mm. and so she did. She stopped talking to me for mm. a while. Uh, told me that I couldn't speak to my sister, um, mm. who was you know born years later. So my sister mm. and I are fourteen years apart, mm. and we have a very close relationship. So that was mm. like a dagger in my heart. Mm. Um, and so it was very, very difficult. I cried a lot at that point. I was living here in Texas. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but then with time she called Mm -hmm. and kind of acted like nothing ever happened. Mm -hmm. And we kind of went from there. She told me never to bring it up again. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's interesting, you know, we're very involved in our church. Mm-hmm. We do Bible studies with our kids at night before bed. Right. We pray together as a family when we eat. We mm-hmm. pray every night before we go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On the way to school, we pray every morning. So that's their reality. And I have I never told them when we go to grandma's house, you can't act like this. Yeah. Micah, yeah. call her right. Micah. Mm-hmm. Like, so I've never told them to act any different than how they naturally are. Right. So they've actually been doing the witnessing, <laughs> you know. So whenever we go, you know, uh-huh. we'll sit at dinner and the kids would be like, okay, hold hands. It's time to pray, you know, before we eat. Right. I even remember my son, Jared, he was so into like the crucifixion. Mm-hmm. And so I remember one year we'd go and he actually acted it out like Jesus dying on the cross. And I was just sitting there like, oh my gosh. <laughs> right. And then Nyla, my, my sweet girl, she loves to sing praise and worship songs. Mm-hmm. So she was always always had a praise song mm-hmm. on her lips when we were there this one particular year that yeah. I remember. Yeah. So the kids really do do that. The mm-hmm. kids will really, um, will just, because that's so natural. They don't know right. any different. And I didn't instill that you know, fear in them not to say anything. And so it's just natural Mm -hmm, who they are. mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. so I've just been grateful to see how God's used them Mm -hmm. to witness. Now they are not saved yet. So please, Mm -hmm. for all the listeners, pray for my family. Um, So my sister has been more open to it. Mm -hmm. So her and I are able to have more open conversations Mm -hmm. about it. Um, She's still a young, a very young adult. So Mm -hmm. she still kind of struggles a little bit of Mm -hmm. not dishonoring her family. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So she kind of has that struggle, but um, her and I have had some really good conversations. And so I'm just praying. I believe, you know, when God says you and your household will be saved, Mm that my family will be saved. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. I love what you've shared. Um, you shared so, so, so much. Um, what would you say is the biggest difference? If you can name one, if it's not just one, you can name more than one. But the biggest difference between being a Muslim and being a Christian? Um... I think the word that comes to me is hope. Okay. I remember being a Muslim and praying, and we, as a as a Muslim, we I prayed in Arabic, even though okay. I didn't know what it meant. Okay. I we memorized prayers, mm-hmm. and so we had all these prayers that I would just pray, mm-hmm. um, but I never felt like my prayers were answered. I never saw prayers get answered. Mm-hmm. I never 
felt anything when mm-hmm. I prayed. It was just kind of like this script that I would just mm-hmm. um, pray aloud. And so it just, it just felt very, I don't know, very, what's the word I want to use? Um, like just something to do, like mm-hmm. a check to check yeah. a box. Yeah. I, there, there wasn't a relationship. It was mm-hmm. very religious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just, but then coming to the knowledge of Christ, you know, and having that personal relationship with mm-hmm. him, knowing that I have, no matter what life brings, right? Because as many blessings as I've had, I've had some challenges too, right. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, the enemy is real and mm-hmm. um, he's definitely thrown some attacks my way, but mm-hmm. I am um, just having hope in Christ, knowing he's there for me, knowing I'm not alone, knowing, you know, just all Mm -hmm. the things that his word says. Mm -hmm. And so I always have hope no matter what, Mm -hmm. where I remember being a Muslim and going through difficult trials, it was more of hopeless. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's, it's very Hmm. different, Mm -hmm. you know, very different. Mm -hmm. I never felt like that I had a relationship with Allah, you know, I never had, you know, um, he was just this very distant person mm-hmm, who, mm-hmm. if I didn't do what I was supposed to do, you know, things mm-hmm. weren't going to end well with me. Right, um, right. He was, a, he, he was a very harsh God mm-hmm. in my, in my view of mm-hmm, him. Mm-hmm. Um, but coming to Christ is like coming to the knowledge of who created me to be, having mm-hmm. purpose, mm-hmm. knowing that I'm destined for something that, yeah. you know, he created me with the purpose in mind and, mm-hmm you know, figuring that out and what that is. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, there, there's so many differences, yeah, absolutely. so many differences. Yeah. I think you just sharing your conversion story for those of us who've grown, who've grown up in church all of our lives and, you know, would say that we've been saved all of our lives. It gives us a different perspective on the goodness of God because you went from being a Muslim to now believing in Christ and for you to share, like when you were sharing how you um, spoke scripture and spoke life in those moments where you would see that dark figure or feel like mm-hmm. this darkness around you. And when you spoke scripture, it left and you were mm-hmm. like, well, is it that simple? Is it really that simple? <laughs> That's something that those of us who kind of get caught up in the mundaneness of, yeah, I'm yeah. saved. We need to hear things like that because sometimes we don't always believe the scripture that says life and death is in the power of the mm-hmm. tongue, you know? Um, so just to hear your story and just to hear, you know, just again, how you describe the goodness of God, um, it's encouraging and it makes God's goodness all the more just good, you know? And I will say, you know, when I think about his goodness you know, I think one of the stories that I relate to in the Bible is Paul. You know how about Paul mm-hmm. persecuted Christians, and um, you know I like I told you we were I grew up believing that the cross was evil right. and cur- cursing the right. name of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then even all the work that I did to promote Islam and mm-hmm. all of that. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just look at God's mercy mm-hmm. and His goodness towards me. That in the midst of all those things that I did. He received me with open arms, yeah, yeah. you know, so it's like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what, 
you know, what your past was like, what you yeah, did. It's like right. if you repent and you turn to God, that's right. he is so faithful to that's forgive right. and yes, to he heal and to bless and yes. all of those things. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's just, it's just such an honor mm-hmm. to be, to, you know, to be able to be called his daughter. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Vanessa, (laughs) sis, for being on this episode. You've shared so much that I know many are going to be blessed by. And um, before we wrap up, I just want you to share with our audience any advice, any encouragement, any wisdom that you have for anyone who's been in your shoes. Um, Anyone, maybe they... um, are of a different religion, but maybe they're seeking Christ and they're trying to figure out, is this, is Christ really real? Is this really what I want to do? Anything that's on your heart to share, just share it. Okay. Um, I feel like you have to, you have to do something to, to be able to see if God is real. And I think God can show himself in so many different ways you know, and I just encourage people that to invite God and ask him to show himself, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's through a dream, whether it's through a circumstance, mm-hmm. whether whatever it might be, that's what I did. And God showed up and mm-hmm. showed out, yes, <laughs> you know, yeah. and I believe he'll do that for anybody. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's no, no situation that's impossible for God. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't matter what the situation or the circumstances, God can come. And one of the things that I've learned is that through all the bad that I went through in life, mm-hmm. um, and I've been through some really, really dark places in my life, mm-hmm. that God can turn all that bad into good. Mm-hmm. So, yes, you know, yes. a lot, I think sometimes people feel like I need to get my life together mm-hmm. before I come to God. Mm-hmm. Um, but God will perfect it when you come to him. Right. You know, he just wants you to come to him and then he, it's a process, you know, mm-hmm. and he'll make you new. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he did that mm-hmm. for me and mm-hmm. I know that he can do that for anyone. So just encouraging people to seek him and, you know, ask him to reveal himself. Mm-hmm. And he will. That's good. This has been great, Vanessa. And in case y'all don't know, like I said, this is my sister in love. <laughs> this is my husband's brother's wife. All right. Um, so that's who she is. And I want to thank you again just for being on today. And um, like I said, I know that what you've shared is going to bless so many people. Uh, and so... If you ever want to be on another episode, (laughs) just let me know. So thanks again. I appreciate it. It really was an honor. I don't get a chance to really share some of my story. Mm -hmm. So having um, the opportunity to do this was very special. Awesome. Awesome. Well, again, thank you for being available and willing. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you so much for listening. I pray that what you've heard encouraged you to remain hopeful and to never stop believing in God's strategic and perfect plan for your life. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, rate, and hit the notification bell to be notified of future episodes. You can also head over to my YouTube channel to check out the video recording and subscribe. I hope you'll tune in for the next episode. God bless.